Hello, and welcome to Banking Transform, the top podcast in retail banking. I'm your host, Jim Roos, owner and CEO of the Digital Banking Report and co-publisher of the Financial Brand. To thrive in the new digital banking environment, financial institutions need to re-articulate their value proposition, simultaneously simplifying and upgrading back office processes and the customer experience while creating value through data and analytics. To deliver a market-leading value proposition, financial institutions need to work like a tech company with leadership embracing change and acting promptly to take advantage of market opportunities that provide differentiation. We are fortunate to have Doug Brown, President of NCR Digital Banking, and Doug Peacock, Senior Vice President of Digital Delivery at Associated Bank, on the Banking Transform podcast. They will discuss what is required to digitally transform a mid-asset bank and how to prioritize during times of economic uncertainty. Today's retail banking marketplace is vastly different from the old environment where the traditional model of universal banking was economically sound. In this new world, winning banks will be those that carefully choose the businesses where they can lead and commit to building a strong value proposition use core technologies and operating models that are fit to win on the digital banking battlefield. So we have an interesting scenario today in that we have two Dougs on the podcast. This has never happened where we've had two people by the same name. So I'm going to do my best for those listening to know who we're speaking to. So Doug Peacock from Associated Bank, can you provide a brief overview of your role at Associated Bank as well as where Associated Bank is in the digital banking transformation process right now. Sure. Happy to, Jim. And thank you for having me today. Um, it's a pleasure to join you. So my, my role at Associated is the head of digital delivery for our consumer and business bank. And what that means is my team looks after the digital banking experience, the digital sales experience, but also our voice and interactive, as well as now uh, our branch experience for the aforementioned consumer and business bank. So we really look across distribution points and, and ultimately are delivering the, the technology for our customers. We also have a, a design and innovation practice as well as a real focus on change management because we know that you, when you build something and you launch it, it's really important the way you introduce that to your, your customers and your colleagues. So it's, a, it's an exciting time at the bank. and. We're, we're certainly not at halftime yet of our digital transformation, but we, we've run some really good plays. We've launched some new, new solutions that have um, really made our customers and colleagues happy and um, are really now starting to build on some of the platform investments we've made, specifically in banking and sales, with, with a lot more to come. You know, on that same subject, um, you've gone through a recent digital banking conversion. Um, when you're picking partners and when you're determining who to play with, who to work with, to move forward, what does that process look like? And ultimately, how did you arrive where you are today? Sure. So long gone are the days of 150 to 200 row Excel spreadsheets with RFIs, at least at Associated. What we do is we, when we start we really look at what is the what is the solution first. What are we trying to solve for our customers? And call it many things: North Star, guiding principles. But where do you want to end up? 
is, is where we begin. And, and what are some of the things that you want to accomplish both from a, a customer experience, a technology, and certainly a business perspective? We're, we're a for-profit company and you have to think about what are the investments and what are the expected returns. So when you get that sorted out and you understand what typically what technology solutions you need, either need to change or invest in, then you can begin the process of evaluating the market. And we, we host immersion days here at the bank where we'll bring, um, it's a little bit like a bake-off, we'll bring providers that fit that mold of our, of our North Star in for uh, two to three hour sessions. It's typically, um, we look at live software. Uh, we're not uh, really looking at, at a lot of what I like to call brochureware PowerPoints. We'll look at live software. Uh, we'll try to identify what's real, what's on a roadmap. And, and when you stack those, those companies sort of one after another in a tight time frame, it really helps you do a comparison and, and really get to meaningful uh, results rather than, again, populating a spreadsheet, coming up with some kind of scoring system and, and coming back to it. And it's been very, very successful for us so far. So it's interesting, this Doug Brown now, when NCR partners with a financial institution, we'd like to think that, you know, as a, as a partner, you take on all people that want to work with you. However, in the process, you're also evaluating who you want to partner with. What do you look for in a partner from a financial institution to know that you're going to see success at the end? Yeah, thanks, Jim. We were looking for two primary things. We're looking for commitment or partnership equivalency. I need somebody who's going to step up with us, Jim, or we will not be successful. So uh, as Doug talked about, we're on, you know, on trial or being interviewed. We're also doing the same thing across the table because we need a counterparty who's going to want to do this and do it right. They've got to commit, uh, you know, equally to it as we do in order to succeed, number one. And number two is we do look for people who have ambition, vision, and strategy. Um, Associate is a great example of that, as many others of our customers. But we do look for somebody who's looking to make change, uh, make it real, and drive real results. Otherwise, Jim, it's just a, it's a hobby, and we are not interested in doing hobbies. We want to really help bring change. Well, it's interesting because there really isn't enough time in the day. You know, one thing that we've seen when we've interviewed financial institutions and solution providers is that there, there's just not enough time to hold hands the entire way because you almost have to hand it off and say, you got to run up down the field on my behalf to be successful. So at NCR, Doug, you know, how do you determine where financial institution really is and what their immediate priorities should be. Because again, we, we talked about it before the podcast started that we talk a good talk, but do we walk the walk? So how do you assess where an organization is and what they should prioritize? For us, Jim, we run a two-level assessment. One is you do a technology assessment, existing platform requirements review, and that I think that's the standard stack piece of it. That's still important foundationally. And at the same time, we assess the organizational competency and capabilities of our partners, and we tell them in you know, no uncertain terms that you're going to need to make a change here. You're going to need to make an improvement. You either do it or we can help you do it, but someone's going to have to do this or we're not going to succeed. I think Doug P. can elaborate more, but I will tell you, Jim, we're just very deliberate that we have high expectations on, on ourselves and of the partners. So we do both a organization or competency assessment as well as technology. So Doug Peacock, at Associated Bank, what benefits does a third-party collaboration have to bring 
to make it successful? I mean, what what do you see how that partnership actually works as you go forward? Yeah, so we we, we look, it's it's very cliche, but it's I think it's accurate where it's the one plus one has to equal something greater than two. And it has to be um, we're achieving either uh, unique benefits that whether it's competitively, it's delivering an experience, there, there certainly is an operational efficiency component sometimes as we look at partnerships as can we consolidate and simplify uh, our, t- our technology stack, our offering for customers. But we, we really rarely do like for like kind of work anymore. There's just that that is a recipe for standing still fast. And we are always looking at um, what can we do with a partner that's going to allow us to do more, maybe stop doing some things that frankly aren't valuable. And that's that's an important part of our strategy is what can we stop doing? Um, but increasingly, as we looked at NCR and we evaluated this, we realized that as we build our infrastructure, we built our our cloud services, if you will, um, it was going to enable us to do things that we really hadn't even thought about doing as a bank before. And, and we're starting to see that now as we as we consider our business plans in the future for digital and frankly, some of the collaboration we're doing with our product and our marketing and, and various teams around the bank. It's pretty exciting. So speaking of collaboration, what is the scope of your relationship with NCR right now? What are they what are they helping you achieve and how far along that process have you come? So we've got a, a long uh, relationship with NCR at the bank, um, really at, not surprisingly in, in our ATM space and have been great partners, um, again, for a long time in, in that channel, which is frankly something our customers have responded very positively to. As we look now at where we're going to continue to invest with NCR from a digital side, um, we're, we're already seeing the fruits of the investment. Our digital users are more active than they've ever been before with the the new solution. So we implemented a new digital banking platform in the fall, and we're seeing a material increase in the amount of engagement our customers are having, the way they're feeling about our service. We customer experience is vital to, uh, and the interpretation of the customer experience is vital to our success. Um, but we've already published, since since that release in the fall, we've already published five, may even be six updates to the software really on our own with, with some help from NCR, which is really unique. And so uh, unlike before where we had some landlocked technology solutions, we're really able to um, sort of choose the path we want. And as we looked at our roadmap, it was exciting to meet with business partners and, and collaborate knowing the technology was there, that it was stable, that it could support what we wanted to do to generate uh, ROI to the business. Um, and that's through new products, services, and, and different things that uh, we'll be rolling out this year. So without the digital platform, uh, it, it would not have been frankly possible or economical to do some of the things we're doing now. So that's interesting, Doug, from Associated Bank. Um, You're actually doing iterative innovations at a much faster speed than was done before. When you're talking about selling that internally, how do you get that speed of innovation going with the different people within your organization where that really hasn't been the case before? Yeah, so as part of our our replatforming, like many companies, we were on an agile journey from from legacy software development, and and that was that was 
maybe harder than we thought it was going to be, but because it's, it's educating business partners, like you're suggesting Jim on what that means. And, and what we're, what we're doing now is when we sit down with our business partners and we take their ideas and we actually are doing design sprints and we're coming back in a matter of days, if not a week or two with an actual rendering and, and sitting across from each other and, and discussing this and then implementing it um, in short order, incrementally, they're, seeing what we're doing and they're showing it off to their peers, if you will, around the executive table or whatever it means. And that's exciting. Um, we spent a lot of time with our executive leadership team who are huge advocates and you really need to have that um, showing software and, and demonstrating work that we're doing. And it gets, it gets kind of the collective buy-in when you keep delivering um, iterative wins and, and the company really gets that momentum and it's hard to slow down, which is exciting. So, so, Doug Brown, I'm going to take this a little different direction in that when you're working with financial institutions, you're opening the door to, to new ideas and digital banking transformation. Every one of these organizations already have a core provider. How do you work to justify the what I'll call additional investment, incremental investment above what they're spending on core providers to move forward with your organization as as they look at digital banking transformation? Yeah, it gets down to enabling the performance indicators and metrics that uh, Doug P's bank has, uh, you know, enjoyed. And that gets back to, you know, how are we going to bring real change into this and understanding that. And so uh, it's got to deliver. If it doesn't deliver, again, it's nothing. Uh, we're not interested in nothing burgers. So we're all about, like, how are we going to make it happen and to make that happen, Jim, too, just tying to your prior point for a minute, I will call out Associated as one of the, an exceptional bank where the CEO was involved in sprint reviews on UX, and he had material input as we were doing it. And uh, as opposed to, you know, some of our banks, Jim, they give us the, you know, we're talking about legacy institutions and culture thinking where, hey, let's uh, let's do one ceremonial review with the CEO at the end of the project, and he's going to give it a, yeah, that's great, and not be there, but this bank and others like it who really succeed at this, you got to be in it, you know, got to be in it all the way. And I think that's what makes a big difference. And then we land at building something that is going to meet the mark, both strategically at the customer level and uh, achieving what we're talking about here, whether it's digital sales or digital service. It, it's interesting because we, we interview a lot of organizations, and a lot of solution providers, and it usually does come down to culture. If it's from the top down that everybody is really bought into the process of change, it, it really does make a huge difference. Unfortunately, sometimes you, you don't know it's not there until you realize it's not there. Um, but it, it does speed up the overall process. And Associated, you're right, is a, is a great example of an organization that is really important embrace the ability to continually innovate and differentiate in the in the marketplace. You know, it's interesting also, Doug Brown from NCR, how do you work in prioritizing what comes first? As you talk about this change, it's bigger than a bread box. It's really hard to, to, to move digital transformation forward at scale. How do you prioritize? A uh, big part of it, Jim, is we got to listen first, like what, whatever the institution's you know, end game is. What are they after? And then we have to configure ourselves. And by the way, Jim, you know, a lot of times we're not going to have exactly what they want. And we know that. So we go into this in a partnership model. If we're going to have to stand on my shoulders, even though I'm the short Doug, stand on my shoulders and get it done. 
you know, and platform ourselves where we're agile and in, in responding to how we're going to go at it together. So uh, don't come in with a pre-subscribed notion of I've got the answer. Trust me. Uh, that doesn't I don't believe that works. The model's got to be we're listening. We tailor to what we're doing. And then we set up the plan about what it's going to take to do it. And as we do that, there's the other part, too, of when you do have that executive engagement, that's not always a bed of roses either, right? Be ready for disruption, change, changing timelines, you know, but you got to have the guts to make the call. And that's where uh, we love partners like Associated who had the guts to make the call, make the change. And we think that's how we together land in the better place. So, Doug Peacock, our, our research at the Digital Bank Report indicates that while consumers are not really closing accounts at financial institutions, they are greatly diversifying who they work with. So we, we're seeing this silent attrition. How have you worked to make your digital banking um, delivery different in a way to minimize what is in effect silent attrition? This is really probably one of the hidden or, or maybe yet to be revealed uh, benefits and of our of our modernization, and that is the opportunity we have to take the data about our customers. We 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 understand, and we've got some really exciting um, work that's being done with specific customer segments. We like our mass affluent segment that we rolled out um, a special offering and digital experience for in in the the late fourth quarter, but also other market segments, including the under 40 segment, which I think most agree is, is the most transient in terms of their of their financial uh, relationships um, for a lot of good reasons. Frankly, it's actually good. Um, may not always be financially healthy, but it's it, for, for them, but it's, it's good for us because it keeps us sharp and it makes us consider what's happening, you know, in real time in the marketplace. And so from a data perspective, that's really where it starts and ends, understanding the data, knowing your customer, but then the execution on the digital front end is really the the reason that we want, one of the main reasons rather, we went to the platform that we did. And it's, it's something that if you were to look at our forward roadmap where we're making the bets that we're making, it comes down to personalized financial experiences, insights, and then delivering unique value proposition based upon the the mutual benefit that that we hope to have with our customers. Certainly, as customers do business with us, we want to give them more benefits, and we want to we want to give them more benefits based on the life stage they're in, and that's that's what's really exciting for us. Um, we won't keep everybody, but but we think it's a, a pretty compelling opportunity for us. Well, it's interesting because our research also finds that um, it's hard to acquire customers in a digital banking environment because a lot of us, we talk about the enablement of digital banking for acquiring customers and opening new accounts, but we really don't do it in a digital way. At Associated Bank, how have you improved the account opening or relationship establishment process as well as onboarding to make it so that you can better acquire customers in a new digital world? This is um, this was a fast follower. A new platform for digital sales was a fast follower to our digital banking. And and again, we we surveyed the market. We selected a solution provided by NCR. And um, I can tell you there, there's been no finer example of a software implementation that I've seen uh, in in my experience than than what we had with the the digital sales solution. And the results bear that out. Um, we had back office, we, we were having our back office fraud teams have to review almost 50% of our applications pre 
migration. Now that's under 10%. Fraud is always going to be a factor in this space, but that's a real benefit. Um, so much so that, frankly, the the for now at least, the fraud window in digital has has really almost closed, and and the fraudsters are looking at other channels. Unfortunately for for everybody, but to to try to um, take advantage of weaknesses in the bank, but they're recognizing we've closed that, and it just. Um, it sort of emboldened our product and marketing team where now they think they can turn the volume up to really start directing more and more offers and opportunities into digital because we're seeing that throughput and that investment again with, with NCR. And frankly, <laughs> they, they actually protected us from ourselves. We, we, we being who we are, want to go in and make some changes to flows and update, you know, with, with Doug Peacock's junior art degree, the way things looked. And, and they actually warned us off. They said, we've got really good data. Try this. Let's see how it works. Um, you can always change it. And, and sure enough, they're not surprisingly, they were right. And, and we're seeing just incredible throughput through our digital sales channel in terms of, of success right now. Now, interesting, because fraud and speed sometimes work at cross-purposes, that the more you put in place to avoid fraud, the slower the process is. How have you initiated and, and prioritized the speed of the digital account opening process as well? It's a great, it's a great question, and you're right. And it's, frankly, the number one frustration. Again, back to my comment about customer experience and surveying our customers, when they 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 knock us on account opening. It's always because of speed. It's it's never because of what's on the screen. It's it's they were frustrated because there was some additional due diligence we had to do. So, we've put some, uh, not surprisingly, some AI assisted solutions to help from a fraud management and mitigation perspective. Some really really advanced software that's um, really revolutionized the way we think about software and, and done, a, I think, a really nice job of federating a lot of, of sources to, to look and help uh, understand who the customer uh, is or, or at least is uh, purported to be. Uh, and that's that's been a big assist. Of course, even for existing customers, we've made that as seamless as possible. We still check that, but but we've just made it as close to a one-click account opening as we can. We're, we're not quite there yet, but we have aspirations to, to be that fast. And so it's a balancing act, Jim. Um, but I think right now we, we've stuck a pretty good cord. You know, we've got some in, internal benchmarks in terms of wanting to see, you know, less than 20 or 15 to 20% of our, of our applications going through that manual review. Um, and so far, we're, we're well below that. And, um, and again, the, the fraud numbers also bear out that it's been, it's been successful. Now, sticking with speed and scale, Doug Brown, how do you at NCR build a platform that can adjust to the changes at speed and scale? In other words, you're only as good as your, your last iteration of what you can provide your financial institution partners. How do you keep evolving quickly? Uh Two levels there, Jim. The one is our, the platform architecture uh, to deliver on that. That's where we get, you know, committed to API microservice enablement, which allows for a big configuration change, you know, in an agile manner, number one. So having that cloud-enabled, real-time data available and uh, how we're going to manifest it, use it, as Doug P. was talking about, you know, as an extension of it. But at the foundation level for us, we've got to have the security, services, stability, and all those things established. And then we have patterns that are really jumpstart mechanisms by which, hey, you know, based on what you're saying, we have established whether it's reference UI or other capabilities that are container instances of things that allow for 
us to you know quickly uh, design what we're talking about and then deliver on it. And again, from there, it's got to be iterative. Unless you're going to be a me too thing, and then you won't be around very long if that's your game. If it's going to be a me too, you want to be what's better. How do I best the money centers, the neobanks, whoever the competi- biggest competitive threat is? And that way, Jim, you prevent those customers from being unfaithful, as you talked about, a tr- silent attrition. We get after them, get connected to them, uh, and that's how we, ha- we go about it. So I'm going to stick with you, Doug Brown. You know, in working with financial institutions of all sizes on digital transformation initiatives, do you think it's the technology or the people that makes the biggest difference? Uh, I think people and att- attitude makes the biggest difference, Jim. Attitude. And that gets back to the strategy and vision you want to enable that's the biggest piece. Technology then has to follow. Don't get me wrong, that's a requirement. But you know, you've got to have an offensive line that blocks and protects that quarterback to make passes. Uh, a little Super Bowl reference for the coming weekend. So point is you got to have the foundation of the team and it's multidiscipline, multi, you know, capability set. So I but I do think it comes down to, you know, the leadership vision and a- appetite for things and attitude. Attitude certainly beats uh, a lot of those capabilities, is what we see. From an associated bank perspective, who is involved when you look at new initiatives, new opportunities in the marketplace, new technologies, anything? Who's involved within your organization? And how has the process changed, if at all, since the economy has weakened? So our our model here, and, and we, we <clears throat> I think, do a really nice job of adhering this, is to have a small group of, of key leaders in our business line looking at, at new ideas and opportunities. But we do very little in, I'll call it sort of macro committees. That, that does an institution of our size little good. I always say that speed is our ally. And um, we, if we if we get into committee structure upon committee structure, then we're really swimming right into the strength of the money center banks and, and um, we're being slow in our decision-making process. So you'll see, uh, not surprisingly, business line sponsors, technology sponsors, the, the requisite bean counters to make sure we're within budget and those type of things. But then we move very rapidly through and we've got an extremely engaged uh, technology team. We also have a structure, and I maybe should have mentioned this. So my, I report to the, both the head of technology as well as the head of business directly. And it's a fairly unique model, but I think it really is a recognition by our CEO, Annie Harmony, that that digital spans both and you need to have that perspective. And so I, you know, I have two bosses, which is sometimes fun, um, if you will, but it, it allows us to get very, to get real very quickly because if they, if they get aligned on something, there, there's little, frankly, in the way of stopping that from right. going to the next level once we once we get the buy-in from, again, product and, and, and marketing and, and others. So um, that just really helps us. And and I, I like what Doug Brown was saying earlier. It's attitude. Um, and and frankly, the, the attitude of this bank is we want to be aggressive in this space. We want to be responsible stewards of our balance sheet. But, um, you know, we want to win. And, and so we're willing to take some, some bets and some risks and uh, moving forward at a relatively quick fashion. So. So, so sticking with you, as you've been implementing your digital transformation process, what has been the biggest challenge or hurdle you faced in the process? Um, we, we had a, um, a vision when we started, uh, I think that was grounded in, in fact. I think maybe we... We had to scale back a little bit of our initial aspirations, but what it ended up 
happening for us in order to get that first launch is we we actually got discipline or religion on this idea of managing scope and what a minimum marketable product looks like and really the 80-20 rule in action that this is this is frankly good enough to go live and we'll get real feedback in the market and so rather than sitting on something to make it quote unquote perfect which we all know there really isn't such a thing in this space let's get this out and let's get customer feedback of course it has to meet security compliance, regulatory rigor and, and technology. It has to be well put together, but um, it allowed us, frankly, to move through the gears pretty quickly once we got our rhythm and, and, and start to make decisions about what's in, what's out on a given release, knowing that we're shifting from a waterfall project mentality to a platform product mentality and that there would be chances to come back and we wouldn't have to wait for a major fintech to do a release 18 months from now to get the next update. And so it really helped our, our, our frankly, our stakeholders get comfortable with the idea that we could iterate and, and be successful. So yeah, we had to, we had to take some medicine in terms of scope and, and, you know, our initial implementation went a little longer. That was frankly, uh, you know, on, on us from a planning perspective. Um, but it went out without, we really went off without a hitch. So it was worth it in the end. So Doug Brown, from your perspective, where do financial institutions often get off course? Not not associated specifically, but you know, from an overall perspective, what do you see usually as the biggest hurdle? So, Jim, sometimes they overfixate on maybe the wrong outcome of the moment. Like, for example, uh, associate just mentioned recasting a launch date. It wasn't as critical that we meet the declared launch date that was declared 15 months before implementation started. It was more important to get it right show up for the customers in the most meaningful way. Uh, and that takes a lot of courage to reset things after you have publicly declared, you know, something was going to go on. So you've got to have enough confidence in yourself, right, to recast. And I can't understate that enough. And so that, that takes a lot. Uh, and that's where you have to have the right attitude. And uh, Doug Peacock was describing a team approach to this, that everyone's vested and everyone's connected. And it's not, again, this Technology in a waterfall model fails, Jim, but what fails faster is decisioning in a waterfall model. Uh, let's review it at this level, this team, and then we'll do the next one, the next one. And then you set up like weeks of these reviews that, again, are just ceremonial in nature. That's not it. You want to show up for a, a consumer and business base today that is so demanding, right, and so in tune with everything that uh, that takes a whole different approach. So I think the shortcomings we've seen usually fail in this, like, failure to have the confidence or conviction to make a change, own it, and know enough to what's going on is the typical problem I see. So the final question is going to go to both of you. I'll start with you, Doug Brown. You know, a lot of organizations are investing in data analytics, improved customer experience, and looking at from both a experience and a cost perspective. Where do you suggest organizations start their digital banking transformation process or what do you think should be the first thing on their checkoff list if they haven't done it already? They need to be in tune, Jim, like what do they need to deliver that's going to matter to the segments that they're serving? And so uh, getting back to what's in the, what is it's a demographic segment or some other market segment, which they've defined what matters and how you're going to go about to, to be relevant to that particular you know, segment cohort. Uh, so I think it's understanding that first. And then secondly, making sure you've got capabilities that are the foundational needs of data needs to be real-time, available. Uh, we prefer cloud-enabled instance to help support our clients and being flexible with it. 
So it's a default, default approach of you can never understand your market enough, Jim. That's why we love working with you and others to keep a that test, you know, keep a pulse on things. And that pulse is going to change. So understand that, know that, but start there, have the, you know, the plumbing in place that gets it done right. And then be willing to maneuver uh, what it's going to take to really hit an ever moving target. And Doug Peacock, you know, almost every organization is in the process in their mind, at least a digital banking transformation. What suggestion would you give them learning what you've learned over the last uh, few years? Yeah, thank, thanks, Jim. I, you really have to start with the the end in mind, and and that's maybe the end of the phase you're in, not the, you know, not not necessarily where you think you'll be three to five years because you know things change it's so rapidly. Change, yep. Yeah, and that that was really the the exciting thing for us is is selling that vision because you have to sell it, right? You sell it as as a digital leader or a technology leader, uh, not only to your executive colleagues and your peers, but also around your organization. So like many banks our size, we've got a very strong branch um, uh, network with really great people that do an awesome job of servicing our customers. And the way we sold this is, listen, digital is a reflection of our bank's value proposition where we want to reveal opportunities for customers to connect in to, to that value. And so by going through that and really saying that, listen, we're going to bring some great technology, but but we're looking at how we're going to, back to the data question, make this great for the customer overall, regardless of what, a, what channel he or she chooses to serve or products they, they choose to buy. And I think when you get people behind that, when you do hit those bumps in the road, people just, they understand where you're going and they're, it's so compelling that they just keep going right through it. And um, you know, we're, we're blessed to have the support here of, a, of an executive team, but frankly, a full organization that understood where we were trying to go, as well as partners like NCR and you that, that help us to, to get there. So it's great. You know, it's been great having you both on the show today. And, it, and it's interesting because it is not easy to go through digital transformation. There's no end point. So you're always working toward a moving target, but trying to keep pace with, or at least ex hopefully exceed the speed that the marketplace is changing is, is so important. And, and it's hardest at organizations like yours, Associated Bank, because it, you're a big organization. You, you're not you're not small by any means, and you still have to be agile. So it, I'm sure that if you implemented today versus a, a couple of years ago, you do things somewhat differently, probably do them much faster because just in the whole iterative process you're going with right now, that probably wasn't in place initially but uh great having you both on the show and 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 thank you so much for sharing your insights thanks jim thanks doug thank you jim thanks for listening to banking transform rate is a top five banking podcast and winner of three international awards for podcast excellence we appreciate the support we have received to make this endeavor a success if you enjoy what we're doing please take some time to give some love in the form of a review Finally, be sure to catch my recent articles on the financial brand and check out the research we're doing for the Digital Banking Report. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thank you to our senior producer, Leah Haslidge, audio engineer, Sean Roe Hoffman, and video producer, Will Pritz. I'm your host, Jim Roos. Remember, digital transformation is not an option. It is a path to survival in a rapidly changing marketplace. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast 
to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.